Hello and welcome to the Pod Bible Podcast. My name is Adam Richardson. This is episode 108. And uh, thank you very much for coming along. In the last episode, we had the hosts of Looking for Esther, Poppy Hillstead has entered the chat, and the Two Twos podcast. And this week, we've got a load of new guests. I think two out of the three guests are brand new and one returning for a recommendation. And we're very excited. Just a quick shout out to the podcast show that happened last week. We were there in attendance for a couple of days. It was absolutely bloody brilliant. Uh, loved meeting a load of you guys, uh, putting on a show, of course, and getting to see lots of other shows, events, panels, sessions. That's what I'm trying to say. Loads of interesting stuff happening at the podcast show. And yeah, there'll be some content coming out from us on the podcast show very soon. So keep an eye out on that. As I said, we are here to talk about podcasts. It's the Pod Bible podcast where we talk to podcasters about podcasts and the podcasts they've been listening to as well as their own. And we're going to kick things off this week with the host of Discovering Dementia. It's Penny Bell. All right, it's time for another Pod Bible podcast. And today I am joined by the creator of Discovering Dementia. It's Penny Bell. Hello, Penny. Hello, Adam. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Have you been listening to any podcasts? I've been listening to loads. I mean, that's pretty much all I do. And um, <laughs> I'm currently a podcast judge for the British Podcast Award, so I've been listening to even more. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, I'd love to touch upon that maybe towards the end of this, because obviously your podcast, Discovering Dementia, has previously won an award at the British Podcast Award. So be lovely to, to, to talk about that. But before we do, there'll be people who maybe uh, haven't heard of the pod uh, or don't know what it's all about. Could you give us a little bit of background, how, how it came to be? Basically, my mum has dementia. And um, when she was first diagnosed, we found that there wasn't really very much support. So whilst we were lucky, because lots of people do struggle to get even a diagnosis, after she was diagnosed, we just we got medication, which was brilliant because she was able to access that. But there was no other support. It was just you were just sort of cast adrift. And um, at the time I asked you, do we come back in six months or a year or, you know, is there anyone we can talk to as, as things progress? And there was just there just didn't seem to be anything at all. Mm. So if, so in order to sort of progress and find out what do we do, I started researching and I did find things. But I also realized I couldn't be the only person in that situation that there must the other people out there also with a diagnosis not knowing what to do and I thought well if I just record what we're doing what happens to us what I find maybe it'll help someone else that was you know that was a kind of basis from which we went forward and Wonderful. plus my mum my mum was um, very keen to kind of talk about her dementia and recognize straight away that there can be a stigma to it and was keen to kind of, kind of break that down so um she was all on board with kind of talking about how she was feeling and what was happening for her and that's how it started. And how did you decide upon uh, a podcast as the format? Because I know, um, you know, there's probably a fair amount of blogs or websites or um, maybe even sort of community chat rooms, that kind of things that can provide support. Is it that you'd looked and there were no podcasts or did you have an interest in making podcasts? How did, how did that happen? I have um, a background in radio. So I trained and worked in newsrooms for a long time. I then moved into other kind of areas of work um, around communications but I always loved audio and so to me it was the obvious obvious way to do it 
to share what we're doing. And plus, you can really capture, I think, quite um, intimate moments by just recording something simply on your phone because it's just there and it's not intrusive. So to me, that was the way to go. Absolutely. Yeah, lovely. I love the idea of the fact that you've got these conversations with various different people and obviously having those conversations with your mum. It's something I've thought about doing with my parents now that I'm working in podcasting and I have all the equipment. It's just to go to their house, not record anything for release, but just record some chats, asking them about their lives and something that my children will be able to listen to and that kind of thing, sort of documenting and archiving conversations. It's a lovely, lovely idea. Could you tell listeners about sort of the the, the format of, of the podcast? How um, are the episodes laid out? What can people expect? Are they all similar? Are they all different? Uh, they're all different, but they all follow a theme. So it's like a, a journey almost that you're going on um, because as I'm discovering things, I'm turning it into an episode. So it's not like a podcast where every week there's a new episode, a new mm. person to interview. It's very much, well, what have I learned this time? Okay, well, that. Perhaps I need to know more about that and then follow that up. So the first episode ever starts with just mum and I talking about her diagnosis. And from that, me thinking I need to know more. And then I found out about something called the Alzheimer's show, which showcases, if you like, um, different ways you can support someone who's got Alzheimer's or a form of dementia. And I wanted to go to that. So I then went to that, took my microphone, found out some more things, met some of the people one of whom was a lady called Jill living with young onset dementia and she was happy for me to talk to her so then I spent a day with Jill and learned about how she manages it so each episode kind of one leads to the next and as much as possible I've tried to go in person and speak to people because I feel like you can capture so much more if you're able to do that I mean you can, I still do do interviews sort of like we are now kind of over over the internet but um yeah. I really like meeting people face to face and I think with dementia as well especially if you're speaking to someone who has dementia I think that's kind of an easier setup yes yeah I can imagine so and I noticed when I was looking back at your episodes beforehand that your first series was um, from 2018 and then you returned for the second series in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic how did how did that work you know were, were you always planning on coming back for that second series and how how did you manage to get that done and out during the pandemic? Yeah. It's um, well, luckily I'd recorded quite a lot of stuff before we went mm. into the lockdown, so that was so fortunate. I mean, literally by the skin of my teeth, I'd spent um, a few days in Devon recording the Philo project, which is a kind of day support centre, if you like, um, which takes place in people's homes. And that was literally just before the pandemic. I was able to go there and go to some of the groups and things. So by the time the pandemic hit, I was um, kind of more into the editing mode, which was very okay. fortunate. However, I did want to carry on. And so like everyone else, I moved online and I did um, do some interviews that way. And I spoke um, towards Christmas time to um, someone from Dementia UK, an Admiral nurse. They're nurses that specialise in supporting families looking after someone with dementia. And um, we spoke about about Christmas and lockdown and how you know hard it is to have dementia so mm. in a way that was I was able to sort of capture that moment and then also when I was doing those recordings we could see that um, the Covid crisis was coming and um, I'd spoken to some people working at um, Exeter University who were doing all sorts of research into dementia and so I was able to see you know how that was going to affect their research and mm. how they were not going to be able to support people in the same way it was sort of that initial panic that we all felt about how are we going to manage this how are we going to go forward with it so 
I did sort of capture some of that, I think, in the very beginning. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. It's also hard because I'm also looking after my mum who has dementia well, yes. and trying to manage all of that as well. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. But then I suppose, you know, for a lot of people during that time, having a project or something to focus on was quite, quite nice as well to something to keep busy, you know, a target to get those episodes out. But yeah, I congratulate you on actually managing to do it. Um, <laughs> so so if, if somebody was coming to this podcast uh, fresh, maybe they have an interest in dementia, maybe they have uh, somebody who has uh, dementia in their family. Is this the kind of podcast that you'd say, go back to episode one and just start and listen to everyone? Or would they be able to scroll through and maybe perhaps see if there's a particular subject um, that is of interest? How would you approach the pod as a new listener? I think you can do either of those things, to be honest. Uh, my goal is to have episodes that you can dip into that match what you're experiencing at the time, because mm. I've found with dementia, it's a real roller coaster ride. Things might seem okay for a little while, then you have suddenly a, a dip and everything changes. And I know everybody's experience is different, but that's what I found. So my idea was you can listen from the start, of course, and get to know mum and hear from other people, but also it's there as a catalogue so you can dip into it when when you need to. Okay, great. Let's touch upon the uh, the award then at the British Podcast Awards last year. You won the, was it Best Wellbeing Podcast? Did you attend the event? Were you there at the open air? Yes. Yeah, my, it was very touch and go because we had COVID in the family just right. beforehand and I wasn't sure, but um, so I really wanted to go regardless of everything um, mm. and we made it. It was great. Yeah, well, it was an amazing day. Best day of my life that I can remember for a very long time. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's so <laughs> lovely. Um, so you won, you, you got the, uh, you got got the award how how has that been has did you find that actually was a big boost for your listeners have you had people reaching out that, that found the podcast from that yes definitely um yeah i've done quite a few things with dementia uk um and uh giving them sort of information about how i manage my mum with dementia which they then put on their website we did something over mother's day um so yes i've definitely had a lot more people approach me and ask to sort of collaborate on things which i know wouldn't have happened before i have to say i've never had any problems with asking people to do interviews and having positive responses um people just seem to want to be involved and talk about dementia so that's that's been great but but I, I, it has given me even more access to people i think from, from winning the award and I'm more determined than ever that I want to keep you know sharing and but it, I am finding um, obviously dementia is progressive and mm. my mum my mum is 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 getting worse and my involvement with her care changes over time but it is quite hard to live the dementia experience and do the recordings and things that go along with it you're just kind of involved in a way that you perhaps might not be on on a different kind of podcast I guess yeah, I wondered about that because, yeah, you're obviously experiencing that in your own life and you'll have tough days and tough experiences and moments. And then you're coming to to work on the podcast where then you're hearing other people's stories and sort of taking on a bit of that burden as well. So it must be must be quite overwhelming at times. There are podcasts that I can think of, you know, things like Griefcast where, where Carrie Ard Lloyd is, you know, she has her own grief, but then she's constantly talking to other people about their grief. And I wonder how you know, what the headspace can be like on a day-to-day basis when it becomes a bit much. But then I suppose with yours, as you said, you've, it's not a weekly podcast. You don't have to turn up with a new episode every Tuesday. If you need to take time and space, you can, would that be right? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. And um, I, I think in a way that's quite important for, for a while. I used to beat myself up about that because 
I thought, oh, people expect, you know, something. But then I've realised I do absolutely need that. I mean, you need time to digest it. You know, something yeah. happens and you're, you're probably not the only person who's experienced that, but you just need a moment to just get past it. And then you can go and find someone else who's experienced it. And then it helps to sort of put it into perspective. So in a, in a way, it is a cathartic thing to then move forward and record things. And I am recording with mum all the time, even though things are quite different now. And that helps me also to share what's happening to her with the wider family too. Mm. So yeah, it's, it is a strange thing. Somebody asked me actually after I won the award, I did an interview and um, they said, what will happen when your mum gets worse? Will you carry on? How will you manage that? And that, and that literally at that moment, I hadn't even thought about it. And I, 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 it just made me, it just prompted me to kind of consider, well, what will I do? And then before I knew what was happening, I was sort of in that moment and I have just carried on. So, right. um, yeah, because I think it's important people understand all of it. I think in, with, with the very early stages and mid-stages of dementia, there's so much as a person living with dementia you can still do and you should be doing and people should be supporting you to do it. But um, as time goes on, it, it, it does change. And um, I think I hadn't quite put myself in that place. I'm definitely there now, but I'm still wow. recording and doing things. Yeah. And I imagine there'll be listeners who will have been there from day one and been there on the journey and they'll want to hear what's happening and, you know, will have made those connections with you and your mum. So yeah, well, it's a wonderful thing that you're doing. And I think it no doubt will be helping a lot of people. And it's clearly sort of helping you as well. And uh, you've got an award to prove that it's a good podcast. And now you've been on the Pod Bible podcast. So, you know, it's That's working true, out yes. well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's lovely to be able to do things with you as well. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Penny. And um, yeah, listeners, Penny will be back to recommend some of the podcasts that she loves to listen to as well on future episodes. Um, but in the meantime, go and catch up. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming on, Penny. It's a thank you penny really enjoyed that conversation and congratulations once again to you for producing such a fantastically helpful podcast for so many people thank you penny penny will be back recommending at a later date uh, speaking of which let's get a brand new guest uh, somebody who's not new to pod bible uh, but is new to the pod bible podcast it's jordan rizzieri who some people might recognize the name of jordan used to be our digital editor a long time ago our first ever digital editor she has also co-hosted a podcast with me she's done another podcast herself uh, and she's here now representing her new show it's kind of a new show but you'll hear all about this on another episode it's called don't talk to me about work uh, which jordan will be here to talk about in a few weeks time but now she's going to recommend one of her favorite podcasts podcast recommendation time and i have a great guest it's jordan rizzieri from don't talk to me about work Ta-da! yeah <laughs> um, so Jordan you have quite a lot of experience of talking about podcasts writing about podcasts I know you used to write about them on your own personal blog you were digital editor for pod bible so you've done a lot of writing there I always love your writing when you when you uh, recommended shows for us I imagine you've got loads you could choose from right you listen to a lot of a lot of shows I have to for work because I'm a podcast producer so I'm constantly listening to things to compare shows to or to get more experience if I'm working on a style that I've never worked on before so yeah there's there's plenty plenty in here you can have me on many times if you like <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, we probably will. We get Scroobius Pip on quite often uh, just to add extra recommendations when we have a little gap or whatever. He's, you know, easy access. He's always listening to new shows. So it's good to hear that uh, we could use you for that too. But what are you going to recommend for us today? What's the 
What's the first show? So one of the shows that I never miss when new episodes come out is called Cancelled. Oh, okay. Tell us about it. So it's a broccoli content production, and it is a wonderful show. Usually the episodes are on the short side. They're like 15 minutes or so. And the basic concept is that it's a podcast about someone or something that has been canceled. And the episodes are super informative. They're really well-researched. They're also really fun and funny. Their host, Cam, is hilarious. He always cracks me up. And I just really love learning a little bit about culture and, like, how the internet responds to things. Some of the episodes have to do with people I've literally never heard of before. Some of them are really big things that happened where somebody behaved in a way in which society decided to cancel them. Some of them you might listen to and think, you earned that. You deserve to be canceled. And some of them are like, how did that even happen? So um, there's a lot of really interesting episodes in their backlog, and I highly recommend it. All right. Could you uh, give us an idea of some of the subject matters or people that they've they've covered? Yeah. So when we talk about an episode, here's one that I know would be a great point of entry for you, Adam. They did an episode about Hulk Hogan. So for those uh, of you who don't know, Hulk Hogan, very big professional wrestler in the 80s and the 90s. And he got into some trouble for using some very inappropriate language. There was also like a sex tape, I think. And so he was canceled. He was like, he lost his spot in the WWE's Hall of Fame. Like there was a lot of stuff that happened. But one of the things that I love about these episodes is that they also talk about like what kind of where are they now? Because for some people, they stay canceled. A good example is Kevin Spacey. He's kind of just stayed out of the good graces of the film industry and the TV industry and stuff like that. Yeah. But then somebody like Hulk Hogan seems to just show up on Monday Night Raw every once in a while and be like, oh, that thing that he did, that was really bad. We're just going to pretend like that didn't happen. So it's just a really interesting commentary on this concept of being, quote unquote, being canceled. And for your listeners who happen to be in the UK, I highly recommend starting with the first episode. It's probably controversial, but I thought it was wonderful it's Pierce Morgan. So definitely start with that one because it sets a really good tone for what the rest of the season sounds like. Yeah, I remember when the podcast launched and they had him uh, as the first sort of uh, subject for for the first episode. And I thought that's perfect because he's so, so controversial. A lot of people think he should be completely cancelled, shouldn't be getting shows, columns, whatever it may be. But then a lot of people seem to still be into him and he's controversial. So perfect for the podcast. But I'm scrolling through their episodes now. Kevin Spacey, Justin Timberlake, the Dixie Chicks, Janet Jackson, uh, Lana Del Rey. So there's there's a good old mix there. And I like the fact that you've picked something that's quite short. I've noticed when putting together the recent Pod Bible magazine and recommending um, recent episodes, in the last magazine, I think, every single episode that I put in there, that we put in, was under an hour. And in fact, most of them were under half an hour. And that seems to be something that's happening quite a lot nowadays. I, mean, I remember when I was listening to podcasts years ago, they were all an hour long at least. But yeah, it seems to be a bit of a trend. What can you tell us about that trend as a podcast producer, Jordan? It's definitely something <laughs> that I'm I'm seeing on the business side of things. And I think it's, first of all, because if you can create a podcast that's that short, you're also, you have a skill that a lot of other people don't have, which is your ability to tell a really 
well-researched, juicy, interesting, fun story in a short amount of time. So if you need a whole hour to tell your story, that's totally fine. And there are some wonderful podcasts out there that get into the super nitty gritty of things that need all of that time. But if you can tell the story of why Justin Timberlake is being canceled in 15 minutes, that's awesome. Because then it also provides people an opportunity if they want to learn more to go and research some of the material that you used in order to come up with the podcast and explore it on their own time. And also, like, I remember when when this this podcast came out and you were talking about creating a short podcast so that people could finish like a train journey. And instead of starting mm-hmm. something that was an hour long to have something short to help them kind of like up their queue of new podcasts to listen to. So if you can do it in a short amount of time, do it. <laughs> Yeah, I need to take that advice, actually, because this podcast was always supposed to be sort of 20 minutes, 25 minutes, definitely no more than half an hour. But I just keep getting into it with the guests and chatting a lot more than we used to about their shows. It used to be, what's your podcast? Can you recommend a good episode? Uh, what have you got coming up? And now I'm just like getting into it and uh, and, and having longer chats. And then Buddy gets to edit it all. So uh, shout out to Buddy Peace, our wonderful editor. Well, maybe you need to do a long form interview podcast separate from this so you can get Pod Bible back to what it used to be. Just saying, I know a producer if you need somebody. <laughs> do you? Buddy? Is it Buddy Peace? Yes, it is. Uh, it's you. It's you. Buddy's the best. Cool. Cancelled by Broccoli Productions. Uh, we've always been big fans of everything that Broccoli do. And I remember you writing some, again, wonderful articles about Cancelled, and sorry, not about Cancelled, about Broccoli uh, Productions and some of their shows in the past. Head over to podbiblemag.com. And I think if you click on the writers, uh, or there'll be a, somewhere where you can search Jordan's name and you can find some of her great articles uh, that she has done. And you need to do another one soon. We need to, we need to get you on as a freelancer. Anyway, we'll sort that out off pod. And uh, yeah, look forward to having you back soon to recommend another show. Thanks. Thank you, Jordan. Great recommendation. Recommending cancelled. Love that. Love all of Broccoli Productions work uh, and can't wait to have Jordan back on the pod at a later date. All right, let's finish things off now with the final recommendation uh, of the week. We are going to be speaking to Kayo Chingonya. He is the host of Decode and he's got a podcast he'd like you to listen to. Okay, I'm back with Kayo Chingonyi, and we are going to talk about podcasts. Of course, it's the Pod Bible podcast, so that's what we do. And uh, I'm going to ask Kayo today to recommend one of his favorite shows. We've talked all about Decode on a, on a previous episode. Uh, but Kayo, could you recommend a podcast for us? Yeah, sure. I really love listening to JJ Reddick's Old Man in the Three which is um, a former, recently former, recently retired professional basketball player from the United States, JJ Reddick. He um, talks to some of the people that he played with in the league, some of whom are still playing, some are also recently retired. And it's just about the kind of um, the mechanics, the heart, the soul of the game of basketball. But it's also about some of the things you wouldn't necessarily know about as a fan of basketball. So things like contracts and the kind of business side of the game of being part of an organization like the NBA. And I really love, I really love having that kind of window into that world as a basically lifelong fan of basketball. And I really like, I really like the way specialists in any medium talk about what they do 
I really like that talking shop moment that happens when people who make podcasts gather or people who play a sport gather or like, in this case, basketball players. There's a shorthand that they enter into, an intimacy that they have, a mutual respect. And I just learn a lot about the sport from hearing professionals, um, specialists talk about it. It's humbling as well because it shows me the distance at the level of skill between <laughs> between the game of basketball that I play and the game of basketball that professionals play because of the the casual way they talk about some of the things that they can do. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking about a recent episode with Luka Doncic where he's talking about like a particularly impressive move in a game and he was just like, yeah, you know, I just tried it and then people made a big deal out of it, but it was just something I was trying in the moment. And I'm right. Yeah, I'm really struck by hearing from people who have that natural kind of like instinct or affinity for something. Yeah, I've just looked this up. It looks it looks great. Is it a weekly podcast and they just come on and they react to what's going on in the world of basketball and obviously then relate to their experiences? Is it sort of that kind of format? Yeah, it's relatively regular in that they have a regular sort of weekly show. And then okay. if something is going on in basketball, like a championships or playoffs or something like that, then they'll come on more. Also, just if something controversial or interesting happens, they'll jump on and do a quick podcast as well. Then it's quite agile in that sense. And I enjoy I enjoy that because part of the thing is like watching the games and another part of it is talking about them. And it's really good to have a space to be doing that basically. And that's why I enjoy it. It's the same thing with something like The Ringer. I really enjoy mm. those podcasts, which like are more comprehensive around the NBA, what's been happening, the scores, the players, the statistics. And I like having that kind of more fan facing thing. And then something which is more, I guess, an insight into, yeah, what it's like to be a player, to be in that world. Cool. Just quickly, I can see that it's with JJ Riddick and Tommy Alter. So what does Tommy bring to the table? Is he an ex-player? Is he just uh, like a comedy sidekick that brings out the stories from JJ? How does that dynamic work? No, do you know what? It's um, They work on an equal footing. I should have mentioned okay. him, actually. I think what it is is that it captures conversation between them and also their guest as well. So mm -hmm. even when it's just a regular episode, when they're, when they're just talking about what they feel about something that's happened in the NBA. It's really cool because it's like hearing friends, really like knowledgeable friends discuss a game they know really, really well. Yeah. So you learn from it, but you also feel included somehow as well. That's what I think works really well when podcasts like this, interview-based podcasts are co-hosted because it's mm. less question after question and it's more, oh, you said this thing, this makes me think of another thing. And yeah, you know, many heads make light work. Um, Definitely. I think that's what's really good about the format. Are you saying I need a co-host? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. I think you have enough dynamic range to manage it, but not everybody does. No, I, 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 I agree. I, I get what you mean. And um, I mean, it sounds like the, yeah, the recipe for sort of a perfect podcast and, and you, you've described what so many of us love about podcasts when you can get people who, who know so much about a subject who are passionate about a subject, but then can also just make you feel included like you're uh, like you're with them in the room or, you know, sitting with them, having a chat in the pub or whatever it may be. Um, I've got a couple of friends who are heavily into basketball and I don't know if they know about this. So as soon as we get off this call, I'll be, um, I'll be recommending this to them as well. But uh, yeah, cool. Well, thank you very much for that recommendation, Kayo. No worries. Thank you. Thank you, Kayo. 
there we go thank you kaya thank you jordan thank you penny thank you to everybody for listening uh, we've got a brand new pod bible magazine coming out this weekend sunday the 5th of june in the sunday time sixty-five thousand copies of our brand new magazine is going to be available if you head to podbiblemag.com you can order a subscription so you'll receive the magazine in in, uh, in the post you can also sign up to the newsletter um, where you will get the digital edition to read the day before release so yeah there's lots of different ways that you can access that mag enjoy have fun read it get in touch tell us what you think give us feedback tell us about the pods that you're listening to info at podbiblemag.com at podbible on social media at my name is ad if you want to get in touch with me but until next time in a couple of weeks when we'll be back for episode 109 that is it for this week's episode thanks for listening big up buddy peace who does loads of great work in the background of this he's the producer editor sound guy hero file storer and wonderful person and also uh thanks to acast we're part of the acast creator network and we bloody love it we'll see you soon thanks for listening <laughs>